Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk a little college football. Michael Felder joins us. Kevin Kelly also joins us. Michael, welcome into the show. How are you? Hello, Michael. You, How you guys there doing? you go. Gotcha. Uh, we are uh, kind of hanging out today, talking a little college football with you. And uh, I want to start with uh, the Alabama situation. They get the Notre Dame quarterback. Mm-hmm. Is he the guy, or is it a battle? What do you see happening at Notre Dame or at Alabama after they sign the Notre Dame quarterback? I'll be honest, man. I have no idea. Like, it's one of those things that's been very interesting because they had such stability, right? Like, they've had stability for a long time, and you go back and you look at Milrow, and you wonder how come that's not the move. And I don't – I'm not in love with the idea of just having him be the start of the Notre Dame quarterback. Like, I don't know. I don't – like, what do you – like, you guys are a little closer to it than I am. Like, what are we thinking? I have no idea. Uh, Coach Kelly's with us, too. How can that even happen at Alabama, to be looking for a – not having a quarterback that you know for sure? That you, he is your guy. I right, just, that's, the way, that's, you, because because quarterbacks, besides being able to, I mean, you know, there's there's you know, coming out of high school, what what there's there's going to be probably fifty five power five quarterbacks taken in on on teams. Okay, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. there's seventeen thousand high schools. They probably graduate a senior quarterback. And you got to pick the right one out of there. Well, there, well, there's out of out of those, there's probably 500 that look great throwing a football with nobody yep. coming at them, not in the game, and that kind of stuff. And you get those guys in there with all the tools, but you don't really get to know them. Just like there's so many busts in the NFL in the first round drafts for quarterback, yeah. you don't get to know them. You don't get to know their leadership. Will the guys rally around them? Will they really play hard for them? Do they trust them? Will this guy stand up under the pressure of losing and facing the media? And can he come back with confidence? Can he stand there from play to play with the world crashing down around him and take that step up and throw a ball into a one, you know, one foot window? You don't know that until you've got them there and had them there. So, Every once in a while, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more at some of these schools. But usually they provide enough support around them. Even if they have one that's okay, they can make him look really good. But I'm sorry, I'm really surprised it doesn't happen more. Yeah, I just the thing for me is with Alabama, Saban doesn't miss on so many of these guys. We saw, obviously, Bryce Young. We saw, like, the string is very long, right? They don't even have the, the Stetson Bentley trying to constantly put somebody over that guy situation. Uh, that they that, that the Stetson Bennett, excuse me, that we saw at, at Georgia. So usually, what we see is okay. It's this guy, then it's this guy, then it's this guy, then it's this guy. Like we can go through a chain of Alabama starting quarterbacks that has been pretty consistent. And this goes back to something we've talked about before. If you're Arkansas and you love KJ Jefferson, you've got to feel way better than. I guess everybody else in the SEC with very few exceptions. And so it's like this is a this is a good spot to be in. Like you go back, if you go through Alabama, we go from like two thousand nine, it was like McElroy, McElroy goes for a couple of years and he goes to AJ McCarron, then AJ McCarron, then AJ McCarron gives you he's gonna get you to um to Blake the the Blake Sims, Jake Coker era was the last time we really had confusion and that was almost a decade And then you get to Jalen Hurts, and then Jalen Hurts gives you Tua Tungo by Lowe, and Tua Tungo by Lowe ultimately gives you Matt Jones. Matt Jones goes for a bit, and then we get Bryce Young. So 
they're not used to having this sort of uncertainty. And I don't know that Tyler Buckner is going to be the answer for them. I wasn't thrilled with what he was at Notre Dame. So this is going to be a very interesting spot to be in uh, for them because I thought that they were kind of building Jalen Milrow up to be this guy. But certainly that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. And it's, I guess Ty Simpson also isn't living up to the hype. And, and, you know, what's funny is, as you, t- you mentioned, you mentioned all those quarterbacks, and you look, and at one point, Hurts, Tua, and Mac Jones were in the same quarterback. All there. You know, because Lane Hatch was there. Mm-hmm. He'd call me every day, like, Coach, talk about, he'd talk about this and that and the other. But those guys were all there, so it's clusters of greatness, and now, now they're in a little bit of a maybe, yeah. we'll see, a dry spell. When you think about it, Florida's looking for a quarterback. Auburn's looking mm-hmm. for a quarterback. Alabama mm-hmm. is looking for a quarterback. Now, it doesn't help that Alabama loses their offensive coordinator every year. I mean, you know, a lot of guys are, are programmed to go, hey, I want to go where I know what the offense is going to be, know what it's going to look like, and you got a new coordinator this year because theirs went to the Patriots. And, you know, you don't know what you're getting. It's hard to recruit guys sometimes. I mean, yeah. you, you may knock out half of your recruiting guys that you really were looking at that won't that don't want to go there, even though they're Bama. With NIL money, you never know what somebody else is offering them. And without a coordinator, I mean, it could be tougher for them. What do you, yeah, Mike, what tough. do you take out of – go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's, good. it's tough, but it's also one of those things where, like, uncertainty is that that's the part. I, I will say this. As someone who has kind of been, like, a, a study of Nick Saban for a long time, um, he, li- like, literally reading his book uh, changed my life because I realized I don't have to care about what I wear every day. Just wear the same thing every day, and then you can save all that brain space to, to work on being creative. <laughs> And like not, it's not always in the football space, but it is in a different space. Like that was the uncertainty is the biggest enemy for him. Uncertainty is an absolute. There's coaches that live in chaos. Coach Kelly, you operated in chaos. Nick Saban is a guy who likes to control everything, and the fact that he can't control what seems to be the biggest issue right now is going to be a problem for all. It's going to be a problem as they get into the season. I bet you're right. This is the highest stress level this man's had on this date at this point in this yeah. year in a long, 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 long time. Yeah. But I think, there's, okay, I think we're, there's more, we're, I think there's more of it coming. I think there's more of it yeah. coming because it is the NIL plays a bigger and bigger role. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think you don't look and go look at their football team anymore. I look on the outside and go, what could change this landscape of college football? And I've said this a million times. The wealth base of the alumni could change the the, mm-hmm. the landscape for college football, for basketball. It's already doing that in a lot of ways, but I don't think Alabama's wealth base is any higher than Notre Dame's or Clemson's or anybody else. So all of a sudden, right. you know, these guys could take over Texas. These guys could right. take. Look what they paid Arch Manning. A and M. A and M. Yeah, A and M. I mean, yep. LSU has a huge wealth base. So that could change, and I think this is the first step of us seeing Alabama step off the top and really, over the next few years, not be seen in the college football playoffs. Wow. Michael, uh, speaking of the playoffs, Georgia won it, and uh, we were just talking about the story. They're not going to the White House. Did you read anything into that, uh, why Georgia's not going to the White House? I think Kirby Smart just he lives in this world. He just doesn't want to deal with any of it. He doesn't want to deal it's a good with world to be in if you can live it. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to deal with he doesn't want to have to deal with any of it. He doesn't want to deal with if it's a, a Republican or if it's a Democrat, he doesn't want to have to deal with it. He doesn't want to have to deal with a fan base that um 
you know, is also splintered. Like, folks don't realize this, but a lot of the, like these, schools, especially schools in the South, they're remarkably splintered in terms of whether it's Tennessee or it's Florida, or in this case, it's Georgia. They're splintered in terms of how people feel politically. And he just is like, you know what? I don't need to add this extra variable to, to what I'm dealing with. It makes a lot of sense. If I mean, that's what he's thinking, that's genius. Yeah, I mean, we don't talk about politics on, on, the, sh- on the air. Because yeah. it's so divisive, uh, and I can see the same thing with the football program, not just with the program or his team, but you think of all the uh, maybe some of the big money donors. Oh, yeah. You, know, you yeah. know what they're thinking. So I can see I don't want that headache. I'm not dealing with that headache. We're not going. No, I once got asked to speak at a Trump rally by, by their staff, and I had to turn it down because our school thought it was going to be too divisive. And I get it. Yeah. It would be. Yeah. You know, some people be like, you know, they're not looking at the individual going, for some of these kids, it would be good for them, cool to go to the White House, because I'm sure some want to. Sure. But overall, for the program, you have to make the best decision. If that's the best, that's, I mean, that could be divisive. You don't want some boosters going, <laughs> you're not getting my $2 million this year. Yeah. Because you went to the White House. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we saw it with Clemson, right? Clemson, Dabo decided to take Clemson. They had the hamburger party, which... Felt insane, but um, <laughs> like they, like they got a lot of there was a lot of backlash from that, and so it's just one of those things where I think that Kirby and we've we've seen Nick Saban say it, even though we know how he actually is, but we've seen him not want to be extremely vocal. I think Kirby Smart is someone who also recognizes like I got to figure out a way to kind of thread this needle, and I think maybe the best way is we just don't do it. All right, before we let you go, Michael, uh, Acre wants me to ask you about Iowa, Iowa State, gambling probe, the issues up there. I mean, I, what, what, what is there to say? Like, what is... <laughs> it's all trumped up. It's all baloney, Michael. Like why, both, why are they picking on like us? They're doing the same thing, right? Have we suffered enough? Um, they, they're, they're both they, – like, it seems like both teams are kind of in the same investigation, which – it feels like a state investigation and like reading up on it and looking at it. I mean, it doesn't say that they were fixing games, but it seems like there were players gambling and it's all, it's a mess. Like you, you, I think about this, I kind of relate it to obviously the end all be all is what it's Pete Rose. Right. And then you get to Calvin Ridley, who's more recent, a guy who was in a state with legal sports betting and then he's doing it. And this is just, I, I truly don't think they they knew what they couldn't. I don't think they knew what they couldn't do. And instead of asking, they just decided it's a fun thing that my friends are doing, especially if you're a player that's in a frat or you're a player that's, you know, you live with other guys. And, like, so he can do it, but I can't do it, even though I'm not betting on this. Like, it's, it's an interesting – this is the world that we're in now, right? We're in yeah, this mm-hmm. world. We're you know sports what, gambling. I mean, I, I used to work for stadiums. Valley owns the regional network. Dead MGM is a huge part of that. Like, and then we see FanDuel and and, and and all these other things taking over. And these guys, like, they have to navigate those waters. They have to have – they're going to have to do a lot more compliance classes so that these guys understand what they can and cannot do. What, what, do you know what the rules are on that? Like, can co- – and, Coach, you may know this, too, as from Presbyterian days, but can they can kids gamble on sports that aren't their own? No. They can't gamble on any college they're sports. Nope. No. Really? No. Well, that's really unfair. And they have to do <laughs> And college coaches can't bet on anything. Period. Basically, it has a ball or a puck. 
Huh. They can gamble on horse racing yeah. only. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, and I've heard like even March Madness, they can't even do nothing. Brackets. You can't do brackets. You can't do. Nope, remember can't do Rick Neuheisel and that oh, whole yeah. deal. That's so but dumb. that's still a thing. Yeah, you're not supposed to do anything on any sport. That's dumb. Yeah, yeah. it's um, it's and a, you know it's they're a big, doing it. There's a huge problem, like going, like it's huge because if you if you're in Sigma Chi, right, and you play baseball, and you want to do a, a bracket, you're not supposed to do that. If you want to do you know, you want to gamble on the, the football team and you play baseball, you're not supposed to do that. And there's all these, like, extra rules that these guys have to follow that the guy that yeah. sleeps across the room from them or across the hall from them, they don't have to do any of it. Michael, we're all secretly hoping that all these wagers came out and all the guys from Iowa State and Iowa were betting on Iowa's team to go under right, every game there's no doubt they were and it's like it's not insider information it's i've seen a football game before it doesn't take any kind of knowledge whatsoever to to pick iowa to go under that whole season last year you'd have made a mint yeah i it, listen i'm i'm actually watching an iowa football game right now and i'm sorry why it, it is actually iowa, it's actually iowa iowa state from two years oh, ago even worse. and it was horrible because I wanted to pull up some Charlie Kohler stuff. <laughs> it's Man. so bad. I, I had insomnia for a while. I just recorded an Iowa game. Yeah, Michael, might I suggest putting parts of your anatomy in a fan that's running? That would be just as pleasant. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good luck. brutal. But there's, there's some yeah. good plays. It's just hard to figure out which plays are going to be good and then. They just have yeah. one good play a game when other teams Some, have, you know, like yeah. eight of these plays a game. That's what makes it exciting. What a game. Yeah. Some good plays. Hey, they threw a forward pass, went five yards. The anticipation is yeah. awesome, though, when yes. you're in the stadium. Yeah. When Sid, is the good play? Sid Luckman's at quarterback. It's pretty good stuff. I mean, <laughs> when really, is the good play? Very entertaining. All right, Michael, thank you for the time, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. No, it's fantastic to talk to you guys. You take it easy. All right, that's Michael, Michael. Felder.